You're listening to Cross the Line 1524, the Common Man's Podcast. Well, I right that's how it all gets started here at the rusted nail speakeasy just one drink welcome to cross the line 1524 we're recording with a live audience as usual sit back relax and join Dwayne Bischoff Jeff Montag Ruben Hunt and myself Alan Stanger for the common man's podcast cross the line 1524 somebody please Welcome to another night at the Rusted Nail. Speakeasy. I'm Alan Stanger with Cross the Line 1524 with... Dwayne Bischoff. Jeff Montag. Ruben Hunts. And we got a special guest. Mary Stinger. So, it's been a... It's, you know... Ruben, you've been gone for a couple weeks. Been on vacation. Yeah, I went down to Florida and spent some time on the sand down there in Miramar Beach. Miramar. Miramar. My wife and I took the grant with them, the son, the grandchildren, and had a great time. Awesome. So, you know, we had to find something to do while you were gone. Yep. That's what I saw. Because, yeah. you know, there was you weren't around, so we had to do something. So yeah. That's funny. You do fun things when I'm not around. Yeah. That's how that works out. So, you know... <laughs> And unfortunately, Dwayne wasn't with you though, was he? Well, no, I was at the racetrack. He was at the racetrack. That's right, I heard. Yeah. So, speaking of racing, one of our uh, past guests, Michelle Baird, race yeah. season started. Her first race, she came in second, awesome. second place. Awesome. So, and we think a couple laps away from would have been a first place. Good. So, you know what? When Dodie found out that she came in second and not first, you know what she said? What the hell? <laughs> <laughs> and believe it she's out well she's she's supposed to be racing tonight so they took the backup car because there's a good chance they're going to get rained out tomorrow here at Lawrenceburg so they took the backup car to go to Moeller and uh off of 32 but I think there's probably a good chance they're getting wet tonight too yeah. so yeah no, they're so racing they're oh, racing mama, mama oh, says they're racing she's so. racing now so third in their heat third she's in their heat awesome. all right so awesome so you know our our logos flying on her car. I saw as well. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah. That's when awesome. when she put on Facebook money that she got a little wrecked. I'm of like, hopefully it's not on our logo. <laughs> <laughs> if it gets under that logo, there's a lot of problems happening. <laughs> so one of the things we did while you were gone, Ruben and, yeah. and Dwayne could not go, and Dodie couldn't go because and Margie of course was with Ruben. Right. Is we went to a place called. Brain Brew Whiskey Distillery. Where? <laughs> Actually, I think it's Brain Brew Whiskey because yeah, they don't distill yeah. there. Yeah. So they, um, it's over in Newtown, Ohio, and they mix bourbons. Awesome. More distinctly, you mix bourbons while you're there. To create your own? Yeah. So Mr. Montag was there. You want to talk about it a little bit, Jeff? Yeah. So. Yeah, so it was like, uh, okay, we're going to this bourbon tasting. And uh, I think it was, uh, yeah, it was like, it was not bad. It was like 35 bucks a piece or something. And um, they sit you down and, and uh, set um, six shots of different bourbons in front of you. And then um, had, a, had a neat little video that kind of took you a little bit through the history of bourbon and how the process works. And then... 
some of the blending process and how the blending process works. So, you know, basically you're sitting there with the six, you're tasting each of them individually. Um, you know, trying to determine which ones you like the most, which ones are different. Um, and I mean, they had, uh, let's see, they had a, a, a 200 oak yes. barrel blend or, yeah. or, or bourbon. And then they had a, uh, American oak, uh, uh, cast bourbon. So what they do differently than what most people, most people think of your bourbon being aged in the charred barrel. Right. So they have aged bourbon. That's what they start with. That's their base. But then they put charred wood inside. So, yeah. So they had some 200-year-old oak Oak, that they used. They used some American oak. They used cherry. They used my favorite, maple. Mm -hmm. And then they had some smoked wood they also used as well. So they gave us shots of all that. And, you know, we tasted each shot. You know, some of them we liked. Right. Some, some of them not didn't. so much. Right. And then they give you a little dipper. It's a little, mil- what was it, one, one millimeter, millimeter dipper. Well, uh, one millimeter. In okay. a half millimeter. There was one on each end. Yeah, right. it was a ladle. Straight so millimeter. they let you mix different flavors together yeah they kind of coached you through the coached you through the process a couple times and then had you taste and then you logged what you mixed right logged what you mixed and then and then they had you kind of coached you through okay and and basically they had you like rate the different ones of what what, how you like them right so then they kind of coached you through okay now you know take so much of the two that you like the most and then maybe half of one you didn't like as much and so you and then so they kind of kept working you back and forth through this process okay so what really happened is jeff and i got pretty intoxicated well first of all so there was four of us there was alan mary and myself and robin and Robin wasn't drinking. She was a DD. So <laughs> one of us had a whole had extra. Had to drink theirs, right? Whole, had a whole extra batch. So <laughs> you can't waste and it. And I, I no, had not no. eaten anything all day long. Nor had I. Nor had I. <laughs> so I look over at Jeff. He looks at me. I'm like, ugh. You guys look pretty glassy eyed at the We picture, were. So. But then <laughs> I look over at my wife, and she, I mean, she's going to town. Yeah. Mary's got this and this and sipping. She goes, we think of this and that. Yeah. And all of a sudden, she goes, I got it. Boing. It's just right here. Yep. So how did you come to that, Mary? Well, I used their suggestions, and then we just kind of played with it while you two drunks were about <laughs> had your head on the table. Doing shots. <laughs> Pretty much, yes. Uh, so, yeah. So that's what we have in front of us in our glass. So and the end result was? The Rusted Nail Speakeasy Bourbon. Awesome. So okay. labeled, and we'll put it on Facebook, show everybody. Okay. Um, so we have our own um, special mix here at the Speakeasy. Mary can read out what's in it, what the mix is. Well, the problem is it doesn't show quite everything because there was minuscule amounts of secret ingredients. But okay. what the bottle says is 37% oak, 25% cherry, and 38% maple. Oh, but there's some other little okay. dits in there as well. Okay. It's a it's a seventy four percent corn, twenty one percent rye, and five percent barley mix. Barley. 
So okay, so got a little guys, push for the field. Yeah, so okay. this is on the rocks. All right, take a sip, and see what you think. I like it. Just sipping whiskey. Too. This is not a mixing whiskey. This is a, a sipping sip whiskey. This is a good sipping whiskey. Just sit out by a fire. Just it's 90, 90 proof. And the only place you can get it is at the Rusted Nail Speakies. So, Mary, t- tell us how, how it comes about that we have this bottle of Rusted Nail Speakeasy. Well, at the end, then, you get to walk outside um, to where all the bourbon is. And they have your secret recipe already programmed in, and they printed off the label as you desired. And we each bought five bottles, so we have a total of ten bottles here. Well, nine. Now we only got nine. (laughs) That's true. We started with ten, but now it's on file. So as we run out, we can just restock rather easily. Yeah. So you can, you know, you can, you can, you don't have to, you don't have to do any if you don't want. But you can call and have restock anytime you want. Yeah, you can get one bottle. In our case, we got ten bottles. And can't get just one. You know, I was kind of, I was kind of thinking going out. We we got ten bottles, and I'm thinking, man, I don't, I don't know that I really tasted it that well. I don't know what this stuff. And I I thought (laughs) the same exact thing. Because to be honest with you, I was uh, again. uh, Alan and I were just trying to figure out how not to leave any any bourbon on the table, even though there was a couple that weren't. They didn't taste all that good. <laughs> well, I, I have to tell you, if I taste it now, I taste a, I taste some maple to it. Yes, and I, I taste a nice hint of oak to it, and uh, yes. it's, it's, yes. it's subtle. It's really good. Yeah. So Mary, 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 the mixologist, she, she, she put that together, and it turned out. So, so yeah. So I was kind of worried until uh, we were here last week. Yeah, we we cheated. We, we had to get because I'm like, we should probably try this. Try this before yeah. because actually, everything before we dump it on Dwayne and Rube. Yeah. Yeah. So and actually, for me, I don't know about you, Mary, but for me, it tasted better. Here the afterwards, right? Maybe because we had our. I would agree. We had so many flavors going on, and you were sober. <laughs> and we were sober. Well, I tell you, yeah. the two hundred year oak. Wow, it was so strong and almost a bitter <coughs> taste. That, what, yeah. what, I think what Ruben would call the hard turn. Hard, hard turn. turn. It is. And I don't think I ever lost that. That was the first one so we that, tried, so and none I of never that, lost. So that. we didn't put any of that. In no. This. no. I can tell you, this is a medium turn for me. It's not real yeah. low, but it's, it's got nice. a good hit to it. It's yeah. not a hard turn. Uh, I could I could smell and taste the maple pretty heavy in it. It's good. It's really good. So it's so it's cool. It's it's, it's a neat it thing is. to go do uh, you know with some friends and and uh, I, I just you know we were they were talking about going to this bourbon tasting. I never imagined the experience that we had to good. mix our own walk away with blended bourbon that we put together as right. a group and then uh, you know get it with your 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 you can't. It uh, doesn't have like your special logo on it, but it has your, na- your you know, name, the right. rusted nail right. speakeasy name right. on it. And you go out and watch and put it together and label it, and uh, and walk away with it. And so, like Mary said, they've got it in there. So you know, what, you know, in a, in a couple of weeks when we're out. You know, <laughs> top shelf is out of rehab. We need to purge the top it's, shelf. That's the speakeasy here. It's real easy to, to you know to get another batch. That's and, great. And, um, you know, well, it was, was kind of funny because again, like when we left there and we're starved, we're we're you know, fortunately, Robin wasn't drinking, so she could drive. Because <laughs> the rest we're, of us were somewhat inebriated. 
and hungry. We were starving. Well, Alan works out that side of town fairly often, so he knew this little cafe down the road with good food that he has right. lunch at occasionally. So we went in there to get something to eat and look up, and sure enough, this place has their own house house awesome bourbon. that's great yeah, so made, made at this place yeah that's right great. here so. give them a shout out it's the main street cafe in newtown ohio main street cafe and uh i've been known to have lunch there a few times with right. one of my superintendents and it's always good and they had their own mix as well and yeah. i get a photo a text and a photo of a glass <laughs> like this full of whiskey yeah and it's and it's like here's a shot. I'm like a shot. shot. What yeah. hell kind of glass is that? Yeah. Shot. Lunch. Look at it. <laughs> right. Yeah, we, we ordered uh, we ordered the house whiskey on the rocks, and it was a, this huge. No kidding. Uh, a glass. It was, a, it was this glass full of whiskey. It was wow. So on the rocks. And just so you know, and so we've been drinking the whole. Day. Sure. So. But their mix was not smooth. No, no, it wasn't really I, you know, and I think if we went back there again, and not drank before, we'd right. still say it wasn't smooth. So, so a question right. I have for you: You said he had like six different flavors. Yes. Did you have some nice, real smooth turns that you could? Oh yeah, the you ma- could really blend the, it ma- down? the maple. The maple was it, great. It was the cherry. And the cherry was, the cherry was, was very nice. Well. Okay. Yeah. Because you know when you do it and sip sip a whiskey, a lot of the ladies like my wife, she doesn't like something that's really a severe turn. Yeah, you, you could like do it just down. a cherry maple mix yeah. and it Super sweet smooth. smooth. Yeah. 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 It, too sweet for what we would right, like. Right. Right. Uh, but awesome. Well, but I'll tell mix, you, what, you did good, Mary. Yeah, the I think you did fine. She, she yeah. put she put it together. Thank well, you, Mary. You know, I've, I've got to know Mary over the last three or four years, and she knows her bourbon. <laughs> She does. I actually bring bottles in and go, hey, Mary. She's like, oh, that's good. Or, no, that's garbage. <laughs> There's the sink. <laughs> She's a bourbon Wait a sink. minute. We need some paint stripper. Just leave that yeah. right there. Mary's been doing some other research for oh, yeah? us. Uh-oh. Okay. She's got some candy for us to try out. Oh, awesome. Uh-oh. So while she is, oh, they've got it right there. So, you know, she's... You know, she she, wore, she told me about this. Yes, uh, this is some, you know, and I'll be honest. Wow, look at that box. Look at that. that. Look at that. So what's the what's name? What's the vacant pieces? I was just talking about how we did good tonight with our dinner. <laughs> Dolman. Dolman Fine Chocolate. She ordered these online. Dolman, D-A-L-L-A-M-A-N-N. She got to pick exactly what flavors are in the box. No kidding. And these come from where? Dolman, where are they located? They're out of California. California. And it is the third generation um, artisan chocolate. So it's... Um, awesome. It's not mass Austria. produced. This is... No. No, no. You... Handmade. Yes. Yeah, she okay. selected exactly... And I didn't get the two frou-frou-y because I know that that would not be up your sleeves. So right. I tried to stick to flavors. Are you saying I'm not a foo-foo-y guy? <laughs> Correct. Okay. <laughs> yes, Alan. We'd like to reiterate that Alan's not a foo-foo guy. You've already had. I've had those, yeah. So the one's missing? Alan's been sampling. The no. bacon, I'm telling you, this is, you're going to love this. Oh, shit. I already heard the name, so it's got to be yeah, good. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Give the girls some. The presentation yeah, is great. Table 12. Nice, clean cut you know, cubes. I don't know what it is about me. I always end up at taste testings. This is getting to be pretty good. <laughs> so, what else? I mean, in life, you, you love chocolate. You gotta, who doesn't like chocolate? Right. Bourbon and chocolate. And if you're a guy, who do, well, even ladies, who doesn't like bacon? 
Right. So right. put those two together. Chocolate, bacon, and alcohol. Well, it's, it's almost <laughs> as good as bacon jerky that I've had at this, no. at this particular <laughs> place that makes bacon jerky. All right, going to give her a shot so here, So give guys. her a shot. I heard Table 12 go, that's awesome. It is. Wow. That is very good. I don't taste the bacon. I don't either. It's funny. No. I do. I do. I'm waiting. I mean, it's good, but I don't taste the bacon. Don't know what to tell you unless we gave you one that didn't have bacon in it. Double checking. Double checking. But I don't taste anything other than chocolate. I I mean, it's a very, this is a very good. good milk chocolate. But yeah, I don't taste the bacon in it. I don't know if it was the bourbon it's I had chocolate? before. It's a dark chocolate. Yeah, dark chocolate. Dark. It's a nice chocolate. No. Speakeasy bourbon. To me, it don't have that dark chocolate bitterness. Usually, I don't like dark because that bitter. Oh, this one. This is very just very good. It's very rich, but not. Yeah, I don't taste bacon. So son, that's funny. Yeah, so when we it's tasted it the other night, we tasted bacon. Well, I didn't taste it. Time. You were the only one that had the bacon. Oh, I was the only one that had it? Yeah. 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 Alan went through and ate them all. Yeah. Well, yeah. What, what do you do when there's maybe bacon mixed, maybe chocolate? Maybe mix them around. He took okay, all the bacon. so everybody likes <laughs> Blackberry here. Blackberry yes. fans? Yes. Oh, yeah. Well, I know Dwayne does. Which one? Blue. The blue ones. Aren't they pretty? They look like a robin's egg. The blue I'm passing. blackberry looks like a robin. The diabetic is American passing robin because egg. he's had three Reese's <laughs> eggs. <laughs> I seen you sneaking that earlier. <laughs> she puts them right in front of me. Yes. And I come in today and see the Hershey's dark chocolate sitting in front of me. So. That's that foo-foo that Reese's pretty. peanut butter egg. Now, that is a very uh, great presentation. Very, very, very great good. presentation. It's yeah. like an American robin egg. It's I mean, really it looks does. almost too good to eat. It does. Yep. It looks like artwork. Well, it, it is. So give it a try. See what you think. I can hear you crunching on the microphones. That's a good. <laughs> normally, I'd be like, guys. Now I'm like, that's what it's supposed to be. Oh my! My wife's about ready to so pass good. out from pleasure. <laughs> Those are really good. And I'm on the opposite side of the bar, so it's not for me. Oh my goodness. Hard shell, no, soft I can center. taste. I can taste that now. That's that's good mm-hmm. stuff. And the chocolate is chocolate oh man, that chocolate like is phenomenal. So once again, that's Dalman chocolates. It's a, a fine. Wow. It's dark chocolate. And again, we were here the other night, and, and you had just you had just what's got the, that. What's the alcohol infusion on those? There's no, there's no alcohol. No, this in this is just chocolate. Right. You're chocolate. Sure we'll clear You're thinking of the other one. This it, is we are not everything has to be alcohol about alcohol, Ruben. So let me let me give (laughs) you a little background. So it is owned by Isabella Knack, Dalman Confections is what she calls it. She's a third generation chocolatier from Austria. Austria. Since opening it in 2004, her vision has been to bring the old and new world together by using her grandfather's recipes and putting her own modern twist on each creation. Nice job. Each of her chocolates are infused with fresh spices, herbs, purees, and liqueurs. These don't have the liqueurs, obviously. Creating a unique tasting experience that engages all senses. Isabel's award-winning chocolates are used in world-class hotels, restaurants, gourmet shops, and the one and only Rusted Nails Speakeasy. Now, what I can say about that last one was... 
the blackberry is there, but it's not overpowering. It's not. It's right. just. I think it's it, the same it, way with the bacon because when I had the bacon, it was just a hint. Maybe I just. Maybe yeah. I'm just not picking it up. But yeah. that one there, the blackberry is just a good complement to it. It's yeah. not. Yeah, yeah, the blackberry is is a subtle. It's not. <laughs> yeah. you're right. Well, it's not I juice, think, right? And I think right. Maybe that's it. They're not. They're not trying to overwhelm. I'll the tell you what. The presentation of this is excellent. It is. It's very good looking chocolate. So, and it comes with a flavor list, right? So yes. Barry yeah. is showing us a list of but the flavor. I'm looking at the one I want you to try next because okay. I ordered it. Sure, all of you just guys. whatever. Throw it out here. I'll have it. So I need <laughs> I need to get my freaking uh, metformin and double down. Well, so so these are teeny tiny compared to those Reese's eggs that you're yeah. So we were Thank here. God to eat Reese's eggs don't have bacon in <laughs> We were here the other night, and she had just got it, got this that day, I think, right? right? You got this package that day, and so they send it, and they send it with like a like a freezer pack on it to keep it cool. Nice. And then and then uh, I mean it was, it was good stuff. No, yeah. I had a Fantastic. piece of the bacon chocolate left that I was saving, and I had after eating the blackberry and cleansing with some bourbon. Then I go back and finish you it. Can then taste I it. I get a hint of the black or the bacon. bacon I was yeah. expecting, I guess, bacon jerky bacon. Bacon accent. Yeah, 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 but yeah. it's it's an accent. So right. yeah, I, right. And and maybe I just oh, <laughs> with man. everything we've been eating here tonight. This is great. We get cleansing the palate. Mary's handing out another, get another one. What's the new flavor, Mary? She's oh, not going to tell us. Tell us. Which one it's a Which not going to tell you flavor. That one. Okay, get it out. It's yeah. a nice round dome with a blue swirl in it. Oh, we'll I, take, see a, we'll take some minute, I see a smiley face. <laughs> Don't you see the smile from kind of? Mine's a crooked smiley face. See a little crooked yeah. smiley face. That's pretty cool. So we ready here? All right, let's go. Let's try her out. Oh, it's hard. Solid chocolate. Yeah, it's more salt. It's kind of a crunch in it too. A little macadamia in it. Is that what it is? Toffee and almost a, ch- mm. I was gonna say chocolate, but uh, it's coffee, but it's definitely toffee. Peanut butter, peanut butter, peanut butter. Peanut butter. Peanut butter. Peanut butter. Oh yeah, I taste that hint. now. Yeah, just yep. a hint. little hint. That's good. <clears throat> Man, mm-hmm. you know what I like about them is the power, the flavors aren't overpowering. How many? That's how many? What real chocolate's supposed to taste like? How many boxes right. of that do you got? <laughs> <laughs> so we'll take some pictures of what's left put it on facebook yeah, cool for everybody to try out so highly recommend it absolutely Very nice absolutely that's that's some really good stuff you want <coughs> you want to if you got a chocolate lover in your family if you really want to knock them off their feet there's a gift right there now so yeah. you can find them at dalmanconfections.com it's d-a-l-l-m-a-n-n the word confections.com uh, it's a fine a chocolate boutique. I like the uh, little bit of a crunch to that. Yeah, that's it's nice. nice. I'm yeah. a to- I, I love toffee. Yeah, me too. It's all good. It's all good. Very good. So let's just relax here a little bit since we haven't been together for a while. One point I want to bring up yeah. while we're talking about tasting, I, the ladies' table tasted something new tonight from the Boundary Oak Distillery. They tasted, um, what's it called, Margie? Something sinful. Sinful. 
Sinful 69, which is a cinnamon brand out of Boundary Oak, Kentucky. And it's freaking awesome. It's, I'm <laughs> telling you, there okay. ain't nothing sinful. Dodie, about would you mind stepping up 69. to the mic here? It's freaking awesome. It's freaking awesome. Uh, that's so, a cinnamon brand. So that's a cinnamon whiskey? Cinnamon whiskey. Yeah. And uh, along with that, we brought with them. They haven't tried tonight, but it's a lavender. No, I tried it. Did you try it? I like it. Oh, the other why, one is a lavender. I could tell something good was going on during yeah. our last podcast. They so were boundary oaks. Corks were flying. Let me get this from Robin. They're over there hugging. 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 Look at Dodie. She's this is, this is called St. Luke. Um, St. Luke um, handmade, and it's whiskey with natural lavender that's brewed into it. Mary's a bourbon person, a whiskey person. She likes and it. And I love lavender. And you so love lavender. So that was like a trifecta right there. So you really liked it. It was okay. good. She's a lavender. I tasted the lavender more than the whiskey. No kidding. Mm-hmm. And they said that the reason why, this is their number two seller uh, over right. the Lincoln. And uh, it's supposed to help you relax and really... Lavender st- does that. That's what it a lot of lotions and... Lavender means. and... Um, mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, what's that stuff Gage sells? Uh, uh, hemp. Hemp. Yeah, right. it does the same. This is a spirit as sweet as the flowering as it is. Uh, namesake for the June morning says sourcing from a local lavender field that comes out of Kentucky. So it is local to the bourbon industry. And uh, this is their number one show. And that comes from Boundary Oak uh, out of Kentucky. I stopped I really there on the way back it. from Florida. It has a great flavor. Great flavor. So, Good. You know, when we get in the hot tub, we usually put a lavender scent in there. Now you just, just pour the bourbon in the tub now. Oh, oh no, 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 no. That'd be a waste. <laughs> I'm sorry. You pour the bourbon in the wife. <laughs> but, uh, okay. We'll, so, be, we'll uh, be back in about five minutes. <laughs> so we have two thumbs up for the Boundary Oak St. Luke. Thumbs up. Thumbs up. Two thumbs up. Two thumbs up. And, uh, uh, so good. I'm glad yeah, you, I'm, I enjoyed it. That's, that's good. good. Mm-hmm. I please enjoy that. I uh, I picked it up on the way back from Florida. So, so okay. we got two ladies at table uh, twelve. Says that the sinful sixty nine. Sinful sixty nine is better. Is- but I think it's all about the sixty nine for them. <laughs> Just well, uh, I'm looking at both of them, and I know their spouses. That's all I'm going to say. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> So let's just shoot the breeze here for a little sure. bit. Uh, so you guys, you you went down to Florida. So how yeah. how was the weather down there? The yeah. beaches, the okay. whole mass thing. Okay, so we went. That's that's a good question. We went down to Florida, and this was the week of the twenty seventh of March, twenty twenty one. Florida is not exercising mandatory mask. Uh, the area that we were in was just south of Destin, Florida, which was called Miramar. Uh, beautiful place. The water was as close to Caribbean water as you could get. And um, we had a great time. We it, The weather was nice, mid-70s, I, a little early in my opinion, uh, but the water was beautiful. I can tell you the family did suffer a one-day, 24-hour stomach bug as we were down there, but... Uh, uh, had a great time. Uh, we spent time with the kids and our grandkids, uh, Cody and his wife and the grandkids, and it was a good. We we had mid seventies here this week. I know. I could have stayed in Indiana. <laughs> it's warmer here. And it's funny because I told Margie, I said we're going down. To, I told we need to wait to we need to wait four weeks, and but we went, and I'm glad we did. I, nice. We drive. We had a good time. Um, I, I love the area. I will definitely go back to Miramar. It's a very nice area. It very clean. We ate at some great restaurants. I'm going to give a shout out to Papano Joe's. Papano Joe's is on the shore. Outstanding food. The food was amazing. The Surf Hut was another one. The food was killer. It's right on the beach. 
Um, there's a few other ones that we stayed. That we one of my favorite was Tommy Bahamas Restaurant. There's very few of those in the United so, States. Right. So where's Pompano Joe's? Pompano Joe's is right on the shore in Miramar, just Miramar, Destin, Florida, right on the beach. Okay. And what I liked about it is the place we were staying was three blocks from there. So uh, they got actually on the sandbar uh, so we could get drinks all day long while on the beach, and it was great. Uh, some of the best food I've ever eaten was at Pompano Joe's. Uh, food, the, the seafood, the chicken, the everything was just outstanding. I'm, I'm smiling because... You, you know my friend, my Polish friend Peter, yeah, um, from from work. He was down in Destin last week, yeah, and he was showing me some pictures, and he had had a picture at Pompano Joe's. <laughs> I'm like, holy smokes! Yeah. And I could have swore you had mentioned that restaurant yeah, last when you got back right after you got. It back. is small. It is a very good place. Uh, we had a great time. We drove down, drove back, uh, enjoyed the trip. I'm a driver. I love to take the road trip. Uh, you know the roads were the roads were nice down a little slow going down come back was nothing to it but a great time and I strongly suggest anybody's in the area definitely visit Papano Joe's the surf hut and Maui's bus stop Maui's bus stop is a place where Orson and Corey Nash were down a couple weeks before small place and uh, it's in Destin between Destin and Fort Walton Beach and uh, Cody and Lainey went over and come back and said it was the the food was excellent. The price was great, and they couldn't wait to go back again. It's called awesome. Maui's Bus Stop. It's awesome. So, Jeff, what have you been doing in the off? You know, we haven't been here for a couple of weeks recording. So, what have you been doing? Uh, doing bourbon tasting and <laughs> and that kind of stuff. Mixologist. Mixologist. Uh, some bees. With, trying to keep up with the bees a little bit too. Uh, yeah, bees. Um, they're getting they're getting cranked up now. So we're almost in a honey flow, right? Uh, it's uh, not it's, it's not too far down the street here. Yeah, you know, it's they're going to be they're purple gonna be dead nettles blooming. So it's, it's all the dandelions are out. So, yeah, it's, yeah, it's I a, saw some dandelions the other night when I was mowing. I'm like, finally, I I, I plant that crop every year, and they're starting to come up. <laughs> You're finally getting that bumper crop. Yeah. Yeah. If people let a guy come into my shop the other day, and my dandelions are blooming, I need to mow the grass. But the dandelions are going good. He goes, and he's kind of sarcastic about it. I said, and I just seriously said back to him, well, I planted them. And then he got quiet. He didn't know what the heck to say. I said, I've planted them all for my bees. What's the problem? He's like, oh, nothing. They look good. (laughs) It's just funny because bee bee lovers love dandelions. Oh, yeah. So if you do a little research on dandelions back in the 1800s, they're a preferred plant. People used to plant them to weed out the grass. Uh, You know, growing up, I was always told, oh, you can't eat the the stem no. and the thing you can eat it there's they are 100 percent edible yes uh and they do so much for the bee population so growing up we ate dandelion greens all the time yes. my mom would go yeah. out and dandelion pick the greens salad. yeah add some vinegar and sugar to them and right. and then you know i got older started making dandelion wine and, and you know there's not a part of that dandelion you can't eat and in fact the blossoms i've not tried it yet but i'm going to this year are sweet uh, you you batter and deep fry. Right. I've heard oh, really? So I've I'm going to try that. I, They're like pumpkin I've blossoms. Tasted, you batter I've, and deep fry. Well, I've heard just tasted them. So I've, I've tasted one just sure. to it. I mean, I heard yeah. if it's freaking damn Right. They're, they are a sweet. It's sure. a sweet flavor. I mean, I don't know if I'd go eating a bunch, but if I was hungry. Well, I, yeah. if I bread them, how about that? I eat anything then. Yeah. Put some ketchup, <laughs> bread and deep fry. Put some ketchup <laughs> on it then. <laughs> so, Dwayne, well, you've been, I, I know you've been up to the bee stuff too, but I also know. For those that don't know, I, we, I don't think we've ever talked about it on the podcast, but Dwayne uh, has been working uh, diligently 
on selling, f- completing and selling a, a house, <laughs> a, a flip. Oh, a yeah. long process. It's been a, it's, well, it's beyond long. <laughs> <laughs> but I know that he sold it. It's gone. Yeah. It's Congratulations. Sold. Yes, thank you. <laughs> that is his exuberant wife there and the go. young lady that, the young lady that purchased it loves it so i'm happy and well, congratulations yes thanks and i mean i could have done it quicker but when i do something i do it like i'm doing it for myself so there's i didn't shortcut and i wanted this person to be happy with it and it's great you know, it's having pride in your work so, so but for, i'm glad it's done so for like about the last six months shut up everybody every time we see glenn <laughs> yeah. well is that old I, man? Just got, I just got one more i got one more day yeah. and i'm done with that At old man's breakfast every week he goes yep i'll be done after today <laughs> or you get a message that says i need doors well can you yeah. give me some doors yeah and then the next week uh, yeah I uh, just, just one uh, more day just one more day, day. <laughs> Well, there was one last day, and it was a week or so ago, and so it's done and gone. Yeah, it was, so. Well, I think I think it was I April know. Fools. You come out, yeah. April, <laughs> 1st, April first. You come out and said, uh, uh, "House is sold." I handed over the keys. And I'm like, "Liar! He's lying." I don't know. So you know that goes back to one thing: is do you do that again? Yes, I do. Yeah. Okay. Yes. Okay. Not now. Okay. At a different time. So the education point, right? right. Yeah. Well, I mean, I love, to me, it's aggravate. I mean, it's stressful, but I like doing that because me too. I work on cars and stuff, so that's a completely different thing, and I love to build, and it's just different than what I do every day, so it's fun, even though it's hard work, it's still fun to me. Right. Um, so, yeah, I would do it again, but not now. I got too many irons going, and but in another time or something, circumstance comes, and I've learned a lot. For the next one to get things done quicker. Right. So, so yeah. Alan, what about you? Last couple of weeks, I've been a little busy, so I'm gonna, I'm gonna spring some news on you guys. Oh, so no. some of the good stuff. I mean, it's all good stuff. Oh, absolutely. Um, I finished up and uh, got my uh, next degree in Freemasonry. Congratulations! That so means we're gonna find out the real. I'm studying message. for my Master Masons degree. Awesome. awesome. So. Um, you know that that's exciting for me. So it's 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 a fun journey. I, I want to make a point of that. Yes. So I'm going to my mom's. Take care of my mom's. And the group group here knows my mom's very. She's not doing well. Um, going through old stuff, and I found my dad's mason cufflinks and tie pin. Nice. Was he a member of Harmony Lodge? I'm assuming he was. I don't know, but they're mm. very very old. And I yeah. told Margie last night. I said they only get these if you're awarded to them through the yeah, there's only one way to get those right yes, so correct. i'm assuming that he was and i have those yeah so cool. our lodge the harmony lodge is the oldest indiana lodge wow. believe it or not uh, a lot of people don't know that our lodge was sanctioned through the state of ohio right uh the lodge in lawrenceburg uh vincennes corydon <clears throat> versailles right. uh those are close to the same age but they were uh sanctioned through Kentucky. That's before there was a master lodge in Indiana. So right. uh, there's a lot of history there. I can't go into all of sure, it, but sure. it, it's great to be part of something that's been here well, for centuries. So it's a lot of work and dedication. It is. It, it's. Um, Does that mean he's going to show us where the stuff in Oak Island is? That's what I was thinking. Yeah. So if you'd <laughs> like to be a Mason, come talk to me. <laughs> so the other big uh, thing that's been happening, this has been in the background working for a while. Um, hesitant to say anything at the moment, but I'm going to. So you could delete it out. Yeah. Well, I'm thinking time-wise here okay. when this is All coming right. out. I might delete it out. So 
in conjunction with Whitewater Publications, uh, I'm using my one semester of radio and TV production. <laughs> okay. To its fullest extent. <laughs> okay. So we're opening a radio station. Really? Uh, it's internet-based to start with. Um, it's going to feature music, sports, news, podcasts. Cool. So I'm going to have to re-edit some of our podcasts because we... <laughs> I can't use this button. What the hell? <laughs> so, um, but um, it's um, it was kind of funny how it all came together. I mean, I've always wanted to do something that. Yeah, you and I talked um, about that a while back. Yeah, so I was approached by them, and uh, from Brian Noah approached sure, me. Sure. To me, it was second nature. I mean, it took me about a day to get everything I needed. Uh, actually, it's up and running now just as a ghost station right so i'm making sure everything's working um and it's what's great about it since it's internet based is i can be anywhere it's cloud-based as well oh, cloud-based yeah, yeah. Cool. so okay. my playlist i i load super it, it takes a half hour to do a week's worth of playlists super. so uh it's 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 pretty neat how you can do it so um we're going to be featured on there as a podcast. Cool. Um, I'm going to shock you guys probably and tell you there's another podcast coming out that I'm part of with Cassie Garrett. Cool. Uh, it's called Surely Not. You know those headlines that you that we bring in here? Right. And we're like, are we sure that's true or not? So that's what this podcast is. It's a short 10-minute episode. Right. Uh, we'll take a headline that's on social media or the news, you know, and say, surely not. And then my, I'm, I got the easy job. I send them all to her. Right. Her job is to dive in and see is this true, is this false, or, or what the deal is. So uh, we're looking forward to that. It's going to take a little time to get everything going. They're building the studio right now. There's a uh, building behind where their building is that they own as well. So they're sure. putting the studio in there. But what's great is 99% of the work I can do you know, in half a day for a whole week right here and right. just upload we're going to feature a lot of independent music uh my day-to-day i shouldn't say this because i was at work today but um i contacted a whole bunch of independent musicians in the area and they're they were more than happy to send us all their library Good. which i'm going to get the next couple of days so the locals get listened to they get listened to uh we also have commercial music we're doing all the licensing correctly so we can we can play top 40 as well, but I'm personally pushing the independent musicians. It's well, everybody plays the other stuff. Right. Exactly. Exactly. Super. So that's what's been going on You've been here. busy. Yeah. Yeah. Busy. So I think Helen's working on his retirement plan, right? Actually, that is part of it. Uh, sure. I'll be honest. Between, between jerky and this, I mean, I have a goal in two years to just be doing sure. jerky and this. Sure. And I believe... Financially, it's it's definitely a possibility. Okay. What's nice about the internet-based radio is you can cover so much more of an area. We're going to have uh, an app just on your phone, just like Apple Podcasts. Right. It's going to be the radio app. Click on that, you listen all you want. Awesome. You click right on their web page for their website. You can click on it. It's it's there. Super. Um, so you can you have the opportunity to reach a lot more people. Uh, you know, a regular radio station, you've got. Your radius. This station is worldwide. Super. Um, so you got great backing. Yeah, I think it's a great opportunity for the for Whitewater Publications. Great opportunity for 
all the areas. For, I was going to say for the community. For the for, community, for the, for the, we're we're going to have there's a, a group at the high school that's in the media. They have a little media class. We're going to have them on. I mean, there's so many things that the possibilities are endless. So uh, it's a way. Like I told the guys I talked to today about using their music on the independent line, I said, this is my way to give back. I played music here for, you know, I hate to say it, 30-some years, and, you know, had hundreds of people that I know as friends because of that, and this is my way to give back a little bit to feature a lot of them on here. So uh, it's exciting. Um, As soon as it's up and running permanently, you know, I'll send the links out. Uh, it does in no way impact what we're doing. So, cross the line fifteen twenty four is first. Thank and you. So, and I made that. You know, there was I had two things yep. when I sat down with them. I said first, uh, my podcast that we're part of now is number one, and secondly, it's on the station. Well, so, you know, the, oh. we're all we're all supportive of everything. Yeah, yeah. And, yeah and they support us. So th- yeah. they they do. Um, they were very uh, appreciative of the um, stuff we did for them when they were on and it was just a very yes it's just it's a nice little flow so well we it's a said, good working relationship what did you say absolutely two, only two percent two percent of the, the world's pot, the world right? exactly make the world a better place make the world a better place and that's what we're so, doing so that's what's been going on at, at the stanger house so, so I feel kind of a little lacking now yeah <laughs> yeah I was sort of sorry <laughs> compared to that. Well, my yeah. wife was like, Mary's like, how in the world are you going to do this? I said, it'll work. Trust me, it'll work. It'll work. It's so, just, I mean, I'm it's go- already up and operating. and I'm going to the basement just a lot more. Look at Mary's shaking her Very eye roll. Uh, oh, yeah. He lives in the basement. Uh, I don't live in the basement. So. <laughs> I just, here's the thing is, is, is will the Alice Chambers get neglected? more than what they are oh they're getting sold okay <laughs> in fact i have a funny story so there was a gentleman that came during the maple syrup fest that wanted to sell us and uh, wanted to sell me an alice chalmers trap mary he didn't buy it he didn't buy it so so he calls me today he said hey is this g-? so a friend it was his neighbor that came yeah. here so i never called the guy so the guy calls me today he goes hey I heard you might be interested in buying an Alice Chalmers tractor. Well, you never know. I said, what kind is it? He goes, it's a WD. I said, I have four WDs. I don't need another one. So I said, but send me some pictures. (laughs) WD means wide front, right? No, 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 not at all. In fact, 99% of WDs are narrow front. Narrow front, okay. So he sends me a picture, and I start looking at it harder, and most WDs have a straight shifter and have a magneto and do not have power steering so i'm looking at the picture and it's got a curve shifter it's got power steering like, and it's got a coil oh, oh yeah i don't have one of them so in my mind i'm thinking well this is a wd-45 because in 54 they put power steering on the curve shifter and the curve shifter was wd-45 Except for the last year WDs, they had the right. curve shifter, but WDs had did not have power steering, did not have a coil. They had a magneto. He sounds like the guy on graveyard cars, right? <laughs> so it's like he knows it all, right? So I'm like, this is it. This is a this is yeah. a good. And so in my mind, I'm like, how in the world can I get this? And <laughs> still stay mad. Still stay mad. Yeah. So I said, so the guy calls me. He goes, are you interested? 
He says, if not, I'm going to take it down to the auction tomorrow. And so I happened to stop at the auction on the way home for 10 minutes. And it's, it's hey, if you're interested in some scrap stuff, there you go. <laughs> you. So he calls me as I'm pulling in a park in the driveway here. And I go, well, what are you asking for that? He goes, 2000 I sure hope he's not a listener. Uh, which is about... Uh, Fifteen hundred dollars more than it's worth. Right. I mean, it's in good shape, but it's a nineteen fifty three tractor. Right. The value. The, well, the, and it needs it needs new tires. And yeah. Values came down a lot. So I yes. said, I said, what? Well, here's the deal. Either that's a WD forty five and not a WD. It says WD on it. Right. I said, or somebody's done some upgrades. I said, there's one, only one way to tell without pulling the head off the engine because the stroke's longer on the WD forty five. Same exact engine, just different stroke length. So I said, if the plate, if there is a plate bolted on the distributor side, then it's a WD and not a WD-45. So he goes, hold on. So he runs out there and goes, <laughs> yeah, there's a plate bolted on. I said, well, it's a WD. Somebody's added power steering, and somebody's changed the magnet to right. a coil. I said, I have four of them here, which is about three too many. Uh, you know, I'm not interested. Well, you know, what's the most you'd pay for it? I said, maybe a thousand he goes oh i got two thousand in it i, I gotta get that back right. i'm gonna take it to the auction i said good luck right in fact right. i told him i said my d17 and d15 which are far superior tractors you know uh, that's what i paid for those right, right. at the auction so right. it's uh we'll see what happens yeah trying to answer alan's question yes he's downgrading his <laughs> yeah his yeah so if anybody wants an alice chalmers tractor there's only about two that i'm gonna keep both of my grandparents right because uh, my thing, you know, I've said on uh, a podcast before, my life's changed. You know, my wife and I don't want to stick around to, you know, she doesn't yeah. want me in the barn doing tractors all the time. You know, it's time. funny. I was sitting here this afternoon, this evening, I'm looking over that sign over there and, you know, Mary and Alan's uh, relationship started. It all started because someone's at the wrong end of the bar. And uh, this podcast started because we were all standing at a bar. <laughs> yeah. And where are we at right now? Yeah, at a bar. <laughs> There is a there is a, a theme theme yes, going there on. There is. Well, congrats, man! I think yeah, it's good stuff. Awesome. Yeah, it's good stuff. so it's uh, exciting stuff. Um, so it's all good. All so good. someday, guys, we may be a guest speaker on Alan's radio yeah. station. Yeah. <laughs> Never know. Never yeah. know. So speaking of guests, uh, I reached out. You know, in one of the podcasts, we talked about the Brookville Lake and walleyes and. <laughs> Rubens milk and walleye, well, milk, milk and walleye. Walleyes. So I reached out to the DNR, and uh, so I've got two folks that that uh, cool. we're going to schedule. Uh, we'll see if we can show the teats on a wall. Lo- <laughs> 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 we're going to find the teats on a wall. <laughs> so actually, they're moving where they do the milking of the walleyes. Yeah, uh, to a northern lake in Indiana, but we're going to have them all on here to talk about it. Okay. So I'll let you know when that's going to. It's not right now because they're in. That's their. That's a big thing right it's now. It's a what's going on right, right. now. Right. So, but we'll check in on that. So that, you know, it's funny. I, I was. At, I was back to work on Monday, you know, from vacation, and a guy walks by me, one of the sales guys walks by me and goes, hey, how's the milk into the wall? I go, I was like, like, what the hell is that supposed to mean? He just looks at me like it's glare. And he's a funny guy. So you hadn't you had listened to podcasts? I hadn't listened yet. to podcasts. Right? I'm back from vacation, and Alan drops them on Sunday night, Monday morning. And, and he's like, how's that milk? And, and one of the guys turns around and goes, 
I don't even want to comment on that. <laughs> and, and, you know, so we're sitting out. And then, you know, a couple hours later, I'm working at my desk. And then I popped on the podcast and I go, okay, now I get it, right? <laughs> so we're, we're talking about taking walleye eggs and stuff. And I, I got to laughing during that that uh, podcast. And, uh, oh, you were laughing. Oh, so I was like, what the You were going we like, what the hell? <laughs> Uh, fun times, man. It was oh, fun times. It's always fun times. So, so is there any? I've got to ask you guys: Is there any of the guests you want me to try to reach out and get on here? Because I, you know, I, I think you've done a great job. I, I, I'm trying to reach out and get some other desks. I know uh, uh, Terry from the lick, um, the uh, liquor store, from, yeah, Terry Tebby from the liquor store in Brookville has something going on April 30th on Friday night in Batesville. The liquor store. Uh, I won't be there. Taste testing. You yeah. won't be able to either, right? Yeah, it's Josh's. Josh gets married. Oh, that's the right. The next day, it's the uh, okay. bachelor, not bachelor, the rehearsal day. Rehearsal 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 yeah. She's rehearsal. asked if anyone of us like to be there for a testing. They're doing a. They're actually doing. Jeff. A, a, they're actually doing. <laughs> Did a, you say tasting? Is there chocolate? Yes. Too? <laughs> <laughs> they're doing a bourbon tasting and to purchase a barrel. So uh, they're uh, bringing three of them that are there, and then she's also working with us. Dang, that that to, is the newest thing tasting. for for distributors like that to buy yeah. a barrel. Yes, and that's that what they're the doing. So they get to actually pick the barrel, the batch, and then she's also speaking to us about the Quaffon from out of Drown County. Right. You right. know, we're working on something like that. But other than that, I don't. I'd like to see some more stuff going on. I, tonight's guests were great. So um, yeah, I've got well, one of our. I've mentioned. I'm still going to get him as our. I go see a kinesiologist. Yes. So I want to get him out of here now that COVID's kind of. Things are lightening up. I'd rather I'd rather do it in person because I'd like yes. you guys need to he he needs to let you experience some of the testing how it works so that you can understand it more. It's hard to do that over the phone. So right. I'm hoping that once things warm up and things calm down, get him out here one evening and and do right. some uh, talking about that. It, it's very interesting and uh, it's very helpful. You for know, people. I think maybe a couple of weeks from now we might want to talk about what it's like to be open again. Another great podcast at the Rusted Nail Speakeasy with Cross the Line 1524. You know, we talked about uh, a lot of different things there. Our own blend of bourbon that we now have here, as well as some great chocolates and uh, some escapades we've been up to. So one of those things we talked about was the fact that I'm going to be part of another podcast called Surely Not with my co-host Cassie Garrett. So as a little uh, surprise here at the end of... This episode of Cross the Line 1524, I give you one of our episodes of Surely Not. This episode's entitled, Earthworms Taste Like Bacon. Welcome to the Surely Not Podcast, a production of Whitewater Publications. Join Cassie Garrett and Alan Stanger as they dissect the top headlines, social media posts, and internet stories that just make you scratch your head and say, surely not. Join them as they get to the truth of the matter on the Surely Not Podcast. Oh, we're back here once again. I'm Alan Stanger with... Cassie Garrett. And you're listening to the Surely Not Podcast. How you doing, Cassie? Good, Alan. How are you? Well, I'm hungry. Yeah, and I'm excited about... I'm hungry. ...some food options for you, this, this podcast. So, <laughs> so, a week or so ago, I saw a social media post. And I, I, I was hungry at the time. Mm-hmm. 
So I sent it to Cassie. It says, earthworms taste like bacon. Surely not. Surely not. So she emailed me, I mean, almost immediately. Usually it takes her a day or so. She gets to stuff. This one came back right away. You try them first. That was my whole thing. Like, we can't do a podcast on unless one of them is willing to try them, and I'm not. You brought you brought Nate. <laughs> I don't. I got a deep fryer. You know what? Yep, yep. He's the one. We'll make him do it. Yeah, that's so gross. We will talk about it, but I did see someone try it since Alan wouldn't. Uh, yeah. So tell us, do earthworms taste like bacon? It sounds like they don't. Unfortunately, now. Granted, the guy that I saw eat one on YouTube, it was just alive and ran raw and squirmy. Oh, no, you'd have to deep fry those suckers. You yeah. Know? Oh, God. Just thinking about it gives me the eebie-jeebie-weebies all the way around. But um, here's some things that you should know if you decide to eat some earthworms. Um, <clears throat> there are a lot of nutrients in them. See, they are good for you. Yeah, they're, I mean, they are. So here's my thing with that. I think that, that listeners should think like... Walking Dead, Zombie Apocalypse. Let's use this information for that. I don't necessarily think we should go out and eat earthworms right now, but this could be good future knowledge to have. Okay. Right? I mean... (laughs) I watch The Walking Dead, so... (laughs) See, the zombie apocalypse is coming. Yeah. I'm ready. I keep keep telling Mary, we're ready. Well, and I tell Nate all the time, listen, I'm the girl you want to have in a zombie apocalypse, okay? I'm thinking things through. They're not getting me, so... Okay, so especially <laughs> since we can eat earthworms, right? Exactly. Alan looks nervous right now. I don't well, know. They what's taste going like on. bacon. Yeah. Well, yeah. Uh, Nate loves bacon too. So, anyways, um, there are plenty of nutrients. Uh, it says earthworms are a wriggling superfood, and this comes from the NPR.org. So, very good. Uh, anything with .org at the end is is usually pretty truthful. Um, they're high in protein and have high levels of iron and amino acids, which help break down food and repair body tissue. They also contain copper, magnesium, and zinc. So this is like, you know, uh, super soldiers who they're, they get hurt, but their skin regenerates. It says it repairs <laughs> I, I body so. tissue. I mean, <laughs> I just keep a thing of fish worms with you. And if you get, you get a cut, hurt and pop one in. Repair your body tissue with it. Good point, Alan. Thank you for that. Um, another one on funfacts.com says earthworms are 82% protein, rich in omega-3, and pair well with cumin and curry. Hmm. What do you know about cumin and curry? I'm not a big fan of either, quite honestly. I don't even know if I know what they are. I guarantee you, I probably don't. So, but they pair well with that. So does that mean bacon pairs well with cumin and curry? Not really. Okay. So they reportedly taste like bacon, it says on funfacts.com because of, well, they didn't spell very well on this website, but we'll we'll move past that. But because they contain healthy fatty acid, omega-3, they also aid in reducing cholesterol and improving joint and brain function. I could quit taking about half the medicine I got up there. Well, and here's the thing. I went to, for a checkup when I was probably... I don't know, 35, 32, somewhere, which is like yesterday for me. I can't remember back that far. (laughs) For the record, I'm only almost 38, but um, I went in and I had high cholesterol, like, and you know, for me, it's kind of funny because I'm, I'm uh, thin and I appear to be in shape. However, 
it's just genetics. I'm not in shape at all. I hate running. And I went in and, and my husband also went in and his cholesterol, all that right on target. Then you got 115 pound girl. He's like, listen, your cholesterol is high. You like, we're going to have to do something about that. So I told my husband like, box of Cheerios seems like a good idea. Probably would have ate some earthworms back then if I'd known. If you'd have known. Yeah, I never ate the Cheerios and I haven't gone back to the doctor since because we don't do that here. (laughs) So then we get into um, YouTube. Alan, you're going to love this one. All right. Yeah, so he is, this guy and his friend, you know, of course guys are such idiots anyways. And they're like, let's eat this earthworm and see what it tastes like. So the one is video recording and the other one's actually doing all the work, right? And they've got this live little earthworm that's squirming around and he says, he takes a big whiff of it, which is gross. And he says, well, it smells like bacon. Um, Now stop, I got to stop you there. So I've done tons of fishing with worms, and I pull them out of there, out of that little dish of dirt, and it never smells like bacon. Did you hold it right up to your nose, Especially if they've been in the sun a while. Listen, (laughs) this guy said, he, I mean, well, he didn't say it. I watched him. He held it right to his nose, Alan, so I don't know if you're doing it right. (laughs) Evidently not. Yeah, you got to really smell them. Um, So then he was concerned about where the poop would be and his friend who was clearly very reasonable said well it's going to be at both ends because if you cut a worm off they regenerate and all that stuff it's not true okay see here we go they do regenerate so in biology class in high school we dissected worms oh good so i don't even remember biology class in high school and i don't remember too well so maybe it does come out both ends but it seemed to me like it came out of one end okay so so i could be wrong they they were nervous about it so the guy decided to just take a bite out of the center okay oh that'd be yeah yeah that makes sense yeah he's like i'm not gonna risk it i'm just gonna eat the center so his friend's laughing he's laughing takes a big old bite of an earthworm now let me tell you this not only does he take a big bite of the earthworm but only 2,419 people had viewed that when I checked All right, just so you know the worm only poops out of one end (laughs) All right, so we'll make sure we comment on that YouTube video and let them know I just looked it up yeah uh, yeah. okay good so so he was good in the middle though apparently Um, but as he chewed this earthworm of course he opened his mouth so everybody could see that he was actually chewing it and he was him and his friends start laughing because what a bunch of idiots and then he says I'm not really tasting the bacon (laughs) (laughs) surprise surprise now here's the deal you fry it in a little bacon grease you know you could bread it and fry it in bacon grease yeah i'm thinking it's there Mm. but what's that center is it kind of like an oyster you think a clam strip have you ever had escargot Mm -mm. snails i don't do that Hmm. do you yeah oh then escargot uh it kind of tastes like mushroom Almost escargot. I like mushrooms. Yeah. So, uh, how about calamari? You ever had? Oh yeah. Squid. I mean, yeah. it's nothing like some good old squid. Absolutely. I don't like the ones with all the little fingers. You all know, all the tentacles. Yeah, no. but I like the circle ones. Okay, so I like both. Oh. Like, I, can eat, I mean, you know, that's that's uh, that's bait down in Florida for fish. Oh, I'm sure. Well, speaking of bait, when I 
would be going fishing with my dad or my my brothers or anything and they had a big container of worms when they weren't looking I'd set them free because I felt sorry for them I always got in trouble for that you're like a worm whisperer eh? <laughs> you could say that <laughs> but you know they seemed pleased that they were free and out of that little bucket so we, we have plenty of night crawlers out here well that's the thing when you get into this a little bit um and if you go to earthweeds.com um which is kind of weird they tell you a lot about eating worms so that should tell you something there that if, a lot of if people there, if there's a lot of information about eating worms then a lot of people must have eaten some worms. Well, you're right. It's like when you go somewhere and it has like the worst sign ever, like don't do this. And you're like, why would they put that sign up? And then you're like, well, somebody must have done it. I don't know. Yeah, like um, the... uh, What'd you find out? (laughs) We found out that there are health issues associated with eating worms. Um, They gave an example of one guy who chomped down a, a worm and it had come from a healthy field. Uh, so he was fine. But then there was another part about uh, in 2004, there was a 16-year-old girl who took ill almost exactly a month after eating an earthworm on a dare from a backyard. Doctors diagnosed her with a case of dog roundworm, something that is usually found only in toddlers who routinely eat dirt, <laughs> usually asymptomatic. In this case, it caused the girl breathing problems. Thus, a word to the wise about collecting, handling, and cooking earthworms. Backyards, playgrounds, and public parks are not as clean as one might think. So, uh, you know, I don't think she got the roundworm from eating the earthworm. <laughs> How do you know? She probably did. Because earthworms don't have roundworm. <laughs> How do you know they don't? He's not the researcher in this, so do not listen to that. Roundworms so, and earthworms and all If she's that. eating roundworms, she's eating more gnat. <laughs> that's where she... I just snorted. She wasn't eating roundworms. Well, she's, she's eating earthworms and she got a round disease or something. Yeah, I, yeah. I think she ate something besides an earthworm. No, I don't think so. They're very accurate on this. Um, but so earthworms are consumed in their entirety. There's no bones. And there's no waste involved. Um, And there can be up to 1.75 million of them per acre. I'm telling you, no problem during a zombie apocalypse. Alan. Plenty of food. That's how we live. I'm I'm pleased with that. Um, And while they can be dug up easily in many places, it's just also really efficient to pick them up off the ground after heavy rain. You go out at night with a flashlight and they're all over the place. Oh, yeah. Well, we used to have ducks and they would, I'd be digging up the garden and they'd come over and just gobble those guys right up. But uh, you can even be green about it and have an earthworm farm feeding them vegetables and table scraps. Hmm. Earthworm farm. And it makes it easy when you want to do some bait fishing or getting a green date. A green date. Would you like to come over and see my earthworm farm? Alan, how many times have you used that at a bar? I'll have to say none. <laughs> I, You know what? As a girl... I'd be afraid who came back. Big turn on. <laughs> you want to come see my earthworm farm? Uh, sure. You got an ant farm too? No, I wouldn't be turned on by that. I would hate it. So anyways, it goes on to tell you that... Um, you know, the best places that you can get earthworms, um, if you buy worms from other than bait shops, uh, apparently they'll come packed in peat moss. You hope that's peat moss. 
Exactly. You can't trust that. They also will have spend at least a day in shipping so they have purged themselves. Thus, they're ready for use after a little washing. Hmm. Yeah, if you go to the, the bait store route um, or raise your own, you can do a couple of things to purge them. Put them in water for a few hours. They won't die. Or let them eat moist cornmeal for a day or more out with the old and with the new. So, you feed them. I guess so. And that gets rid of the bad? I, I guess. I don't know. I, I, so, you're eating cornmeal once no, it replaces everything? No, you're eating a worm. Well, but... <laughs> You're getting the benefits of cornmeal? I don't know. I guess. Okay. I don't know. Right. Well, either way, um, there are some standards that should go with cooking earthworms, uh, like other foods, the temperature danger zone. So I'm telling you, if you found all this information, there's people out there daily <laughs> eating earthworms. Alan is serious about this. There, yes. there are. There are people daily. In fact... I'm, I always skip to the bottom. There's a recipe there. Oh, God, don't skip to the bottom yet. Yeah. No. And listen, if you are eating earthworms, please let us know. Hop on our Facebook. Absolutely. Send us a message. I want to hear from you because I have the most respect that you're eating those earthworms. Living off the land. So, um, it tells you how to cook them. And also, in case you need to know, if you want to use them later, just like any other food... You rinse them in cold water, you pat them dry, and then they're ready for cooking or freezing. A cup of worms weighs about eight ounces or two cups to a pound in case you need to know. Okay, so how do you cook them? Well, usually the worms are boiled first before used in any other way. Um, This is a bit subjective, but the point is to eliminate the mucus in them. That's pretty snotty. Oh, come on, Alan. You can do better than that. Much as one. It's just like you would do with a slug or some snail. Um, some boil them for boil them once for ten minutes. Some boil them five times and five changes of water for ten minutes. Don't you think that's a big gap? Yeah, there wouldn't be much left after you did that to an earthworm. You know what? I'm going to boil some. No, I'm not. No, I'm not. I could never stand that inhumane of watching those old guys squirm. You should do that, Alan. So, have you ever watched a lobster boil? Yeah, you I used like to work lobster? at Joe's Crab Shack. Yeah, yeah. Sometimes they scream a little we bit. We put the crawfish in there down in Texas, and they just, yeah, we don't do that. Anyways, so um, those crawlers, talking about slugs and snails, are also fed for 10 days before they use them to make sure they're non-toxic. Um, then it goes on, you know, if you want to look this up, some boil them once for 10 minutes, uh, some boil them three times for three minutes, some don't boil them at all. Uh, you have to find your own level of gastronomic satisfaction, it says. I'm telling you, there's people <laughs> out there eating earthworms on a daily basis. Alan, there's 1.75 million per acre. Of course they're eating them. Okay. Yeah. Um, so once they're boiled, they're ready for uses. And, and what that's going to do for you is that they're mucus free at that point. So that means the water remains clear. And then you can roast them, fry them, chop them, or dehydrate them just like a raisin. That's disgusting. I heard through the grapevine. Oh, not lo- much longer would yeah. you be mine? Yeah. I'm not a singer. I like you know, to sing that. Maybe we could talk to Mick down in third place mm-hmm. and have an earthworm pizza. Oh, God. No. Well, I mean, uh, after you boil them 
five times are good to go. Well, and then... A little Parmesan cheese on the top? Ew. No. No. Uh, to dry, you put boiled earthworms on a baking sheet. And then you have to cook them at 325 for 15 minutes. Somebody's actually thought this out. Oh, God. <laughs> I'm telling you. There's a cult out there that all they do is <laughs> Do you eat think it's like, uh, well, you know what? I'm not going to say anything about that. I'm going to get in trouble. So if you continue to look into earthworms, Alan, the best part is there are recipes. He read ahead. I hate that. There's recipes for earthworms. I'm looking at this. It sounds pretty good. Do you think that your wife would cook these for you? Hell no. <laughs> she might. <laughs> There's uh, the first one, earthworm saute. I mean, I'm liking that. You got a, a half an onion, a bouillon cube, a cup of yogurt or sour cream. Ew. I'd go for the sour cream. Right. Three tablespoons butter, half a cup of mushrooms. That helps you flour, not detect the or the worm worms. thing. Goes no better. Ew. But that and and listen, people have not only been a part of this call for the last little bit. This guy wrote this earthworm saute recipe in 1979. Oh my gosh, you got more. There's oh, more recipes. One hundred percent deep fried earthworms. Now see, I can that's gator fry. I, I do mystery meats. So mm. what's a worm considered? Oh, that's a good question. I think you should do the deep fried earthworms on that. That's what I'm thinking. It's yeah. a meat. It's not a vegetable. No. It's not a fruit. Mm-mm. It's got to be a meat. I agree. Living It's a living animal. It's a meat. Or a living organism. Yeah. I don't All know. Right. That's probably an animal. Um, so you, if you want to deep fry them, you're going to chop a sweet apple fine, then put in with the worms for a whole day. Chill worms, roll in flour with paprika, salt, and pepper. Deep fry until crisp. So at the Gator Fry this year, you see these... Th- It'd be a mystery meat in a little box. Looks Please like do little shoestring potatoes. I'm begging you. You uh, and then tell people when they're done and watch them. Just you know. I did that one year with groundhog. Oh God! Did you really? Groundhog's a very clean animal. It's Is a vegetarian. It, does it taste good? Oh yeah. Oh well, there tastes you go. like chicken. I'm not gonna have it. Uh, wouldn't but know the difference. What I don't understand is that they say it's good with paprika, but earlier it's all about the curry and all that. Yeah. So I don't know. But you can make earthworm meatloaf. We just had meatloaf this week. We could have done it with earthworms. Mm-hmm. Yes. And that one's from 1998. So this has been going on for a while. Listen, oh, here's what it says. And I'm looking. This is gluten free. No, it's got bread in it. Um, well, we, we just take the bread out and put oatmeal in it. Okay. Instead. So you could have this. Well, our earthworms, I guess they're gluten-free, but what if you feed them cornmeal? Well, I'm not feeding our... Well, cornmeal is gluten-free. Okay, so then, yeah. yeah. We're probably safe. Okay. Yeah. Um, so, with earthworm meatloaf, you would use one and a half pounds of ground meat and then half a cup of boiled worms chopped finely. Once again, somebody is doing it. I bet somewhere, <laughs> someplace, tonight, somebody's eating earthworm meatloaf. What do you think the kids say? They're so mad. They don't know. They're like, Mom, they know. They saw those worms in there getting chopped up. You're not going to miss the boiling, the chopping, the collecting of worms. They probably collected them. They they just don't know. They're eating it. My mom made me collect sticks. This mom makes them collect worms. Worms. Yeah. Um, But then you can also have, say you've got some extra worms, right? You've made your meatloaf. You've chopped them up. Looking good. You got, you, you know, you got some extra. So then you could make caramel worm brownies. Are you kidding me? Well, 
I'm looking here, and you use worm flour. So you really dry them out. Ew, you're right. So that's so you're making flour out of worms? Yeah, you're really drying them out. I just feel like that's too much. Like, who has time to do that? Let's just use some flour. Well, when you got 1.7 million <sighs> earthworms per acre. And it's a zombie apocalypse, and we want to make exactly. brownies. Here's my question, though. You have to have a pack of brownie mix. Where are we going to get that? Uh, we'll stockpile a bunch. Okay. And stockpile the caramel sauce. Exactly. Okay. Exactly. Uh, and then lastly, we have earthworm applesauce surprise cake. Would be a surprise, all right. Surprise. But these are also dried. But they're not flour. A whole cup of dried. Eesh, that's not good. And that's then you put the lot, applesauce that's in. A lot of they might not be dry oil. anymore. Yeah, no. And you bake it for fifty minutes at three fifty. So that's that's a real story, Alan. I, people are. We I think we've proved. So what you missed with that one is that in nineteen seventy six, Patricia Howe, West St. Paul, oh, yeah. Minnesota. Yep. Yep. Entered the earthworm annual. Re- now look it. <sighs> There's an annual earthworm recipe contest sponsored oh, no. by the North American Bait Farms. We've got to look that up. I'm telling you, people are doing this on a daily basis. Listen, and Patricia Howell of West St. Paul, she is a saint. I mean, this lady is probably Betty Crocker and then some, and she's doing it, and she has the first prize recipe. She's a big deal. All right. So for the Shirley Knob Podcast, I'm Alan Stanger. I'm Cassie Garrett. And get your worm on. You've been listening to the Shirley Knob Podcast, a production of Whitewater Publications. With Cassie Garrett and myself, Alan Stanger, we hope you've enjoyed. Please take time on whatever podcast app or player that you are using and leave us a five-star rating and a positive comment. It just helps promote the podcast that much more. If you like, go to our web hosting site, anchor.fm, and leave us a message right on our podcast page, and we'll get back to you. It's a fun time. If you got suggestions, leave it on our Facebook page, or you can email us at shirleynotpodcast1 at gmail.com. So till next time, I'm Alan Stanger for Cassie Garrett, and you know what they say. Surely not.